Hey everyone, uh, thank you for joining us here at the Culture Nerd Podcast. We are now doing a new segment called Nerding Out. Uh, it's going to be somewhat of an interview segment, but we're basically just going to bring on a guest. And instead of doing a typical interview, we're actually just going to kind of talk to them and just nerd out with them and get to know them a little bit more behind what they do. And this uh, first initial uh, episode, we're going to actually sit down with a graphic artist, Mighty Pegasus, uh, Victor Koo, the the winner of Zack Snyder's poster contest and a uh, huge fan of everything nerdy. So uh, enjoy and let's get into it. Hey. All right. <clears throat> Thank you for joining us, Victor. Thank you for inviting me. You, yeah, good evening, of course, everyone. Of course. I mean, <laughs> I remember uh, the day that you won that thing. Um, yeah. That was such a surreal day. I remember that that lead up to that whole thing mm -hmm. where uh, Zach announced his uh, his poster contest. And it was actually before he announced uh, right. the starter cut was even coming out. He just did this. And people were like, does that mean it's happening? Yeah. <laughs> like It was kind of like one of those tall tale signs that he's like, oh, I'm going to do a poster contest for charity, design the movie poster. And people are like, it's real. It's coming. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't be doing this unless it was coming. Yeah. And like, then he, and he revealed the, uh, the clacker that you have behind you and right. the internet just lost its mind because the way he wrote everything on there was pretty much like, if it happens, we're right. gonna do this. But if it happened, like it was like the biggest <laughs> nod and wink that anyone could really right. give. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and uh, I, I mean, I submitted one too. Um, it was okay. <laughs> so it was like, I, yeah. see. I don't think I don't think I've ever seen. I, I might have seen, but I, I didn't know it was a. You made it. You should. You should share right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I submitted yeah. one a long time ago. It. Where is um, it? Is, can you physically grab it? Do you have it yeah, nearby? Yes. Yes, I no, do. I, I have it still on my computer, I believe. Oh, about, um, oh, Taylor, I no. thought you asked for mine. No, no, no. I Well, I've seen your gorgeous oh, okay. work. Taylor. Uh, how do you... Yeah, I still have mine on the, the wall over here. Yeah. Um, it's actually like hanging up right above me. And you put on there like, uh, thank you, Taylor, Victor. And like you, you signed it and everything. And then you sent my uh, right. you sent my son a few uh, a few pictures as well. And he's got the uh, the Pikachu Deadpool on his wall. Because yes. he thinks that's the funniest thing ever. Um, <laughs> nice. That one's a great one. I love that one. Um, so Taylor amazing. said we're not allowed to ask any interview questions, but now I just want to know more about the picture. Uh, what? How did you get the? There's the final picture. Right. Did you, yeah. in your mind's eye, think about that right away, or did you have one portion of it and mm -hmm. just sort of start doing the detail work in it? Because it's yeah, it's very It's like a Bosch painting. You know what I mean? The more you look <laughs> yeah. into it, there's more little things to see. No, great question. So um, I uh, I will never forget this, you know, like I always had in my mind, I just wanted to do dark side as the main, you know, point of focus. So I, I drew the outline first and then I started drawing Superman and I didn't know where I wanted to put everything at first, you know, and I just kind of went with it. And then uh, the more I drew, I was like, I started realizing that, you know what, I should, I should start drawing them uh, by uh, uh, in order of the movies, you know, so from Man of Steel, BBS, Wonder Woman, you know, so that's how I went on after that, you know, and then they just started to look like that and final product, you know, at the end. Yeah. And also, it's funny. I wanted to mention earlier when Taylor mentioned like a, about the uh, the contest, you know, uh, Sony, we talk about it because if you guys remember, Zach announced uh, me as the winner on his birthday, too, a few years <laughs> yeah. ago. This is the yeah. anniversary of you being yeah, announced so it the is winner. the anniversary, too. Yeah. 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 Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank that's you. Yeah, exciting. I will never forget that. <laughs> I remember uh, the finalists. I remember seeing that, and oh. I'm like, "These are so good." And then he picked yours, and I'm like, "I want that on like a cover. I want that." Like, <laughs> um, I found mine. Um, took me yeah. a little while. Uh, so this mine, watch it. This was mine. I actually did uh, just uh -oh. the Superman, the Kent farm in the background. You will help them uh, accomplish wonders, kind of a thing. Um, fun fact: the picture of Superman, I actually got um, from a Hot was Toys. It hot Toys? Yeah. It was hot Toys. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't actually a picture of Henry. It was a it was a figure. I um, can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, I took the uh, I took the figure. I got that all cleaned up, and I ended up uh, getting that made. You can see my little logo in the very bottom of the screen. Um, yeah. I ended up working on it with a another graphic artist online, and uh, we kind of threw the ideas together. We put it all together. We liked it, and um, obviously, Superman's not wearing the blue and red. And this the <laughs> thing I could have like thought about that ahead of time. Like, oh, he's Zach's going to make it the black suit. I could have like adjusted it, but. I didn't think about it. I just was like, this is Superman. Like I wanted to be like the opposite of the Man of Steel poster mm -hmm. where it was all dark and brooding. And this is like the hopeful mm -hmm. 
Now he's yeah, super happy. So that was my motivation, but I absolutely loved yours. I thought uh, <laughs> I even, I loved one of my favorite details. And we talk about this every time yeah. was the little green lantern symbol in dark yes. sides, little crest, like just snuzzled right oh. in the middle. And I'm like, I loved that tiny little detail. Cause obviously we didn't know what green lantern he was going to use, but he kept <laughs> yeah. teasing it. So you just like snuck it right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm glad uh, you noticed <laughs> in the, in the picture for the JPEG of this episode, the thing that will make people click on it. There's a great picture of uh, Mewtwo in the M. Bison outfit. Yes. Uh, I'm a big Street Fighter guy. Also, you talked about wanting to center this picture around the bad guy. Victor, mm. are you attracted to bad guys? <laughs> uh, kind of. You know, it's funny. I like a lot of bad guys. You know, Street Fighter Bison is my favorite character, you know. Uh, and uh, Mewtwo is kind of like, you know, oh, I like it. Nice. He's somewhere. On, he's, he's somewhere on there. He's somewhere on there. We'll find yeah, him. He's he's, okay. he's there. He's one of the bad guys. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Here's the, the whole picture you sent me. Yes. I love this thing. This is so cool. It's yeah. so good and it's so perfect. And Mewtwo can do all of the M Bison stuff with Mewtwo power, pretty and much. it would still look great. Yeah, pretty much. That's why I thought it would match just perfectly, just to have them, yeah. you know, fuse. So rad. So. <laughs> um, I I fight people on this one when people are like, oh, "What's your favorite mythical? What's your favorite legendary?" And I'm like, "Mew and Mewtwo." And I'm like, I don't yes. care. I don't care. Like, I'll show my age. Right. They were the iconic ones. Like, yeah, twenty five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they haven't dropped Mewtwo at all. It's not like Mewtwo eventually got bad. No, Mewtwo's great. He's still, yeah. still good. Still yeah, still great. Yeah. Uh, what are your other must love bad guys? Um, not really bad guy, but they they kind of like anti heroes. Like, uh, I'm a big, a huge fan of Magneto and uh, the Sentry <sighs> in Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Sentry is the most powerful guy you know to some extent you know and uh, i just like his character i feel like they should work more on his uh, background and uh you know psychological development for century uh but uh, magneto is i think magneto is just one of the greatest of all time you know yes he is, he is. magneto yeah. is i i we we always talk about this michael we always bring up that um out of marvel villains magneto is the uh, best like right um and but he's not like I, I never really see him as a bad guy, right? Yeah, I mean, correct. they use yeah. him in bad guy scenarios, but it's very much, it's like um, what Stan Lee said, that he based them on Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Like, mm. from a certain point of view, Malcolm X isn't a bad guy, but some other right. point of views, he is. Like, right. that's Magneto. That's and true. even as a character, when I think about the Brian Singer X-Men movies, there are things I love about them. <clears throat> There's the things I'm nostalgic for, but even the things that are bad or don't work, Magneto's always good. Even the new yeah. Magneto, even the new Magneto is yeah. really good. Um, what was the last X Men movie where they fought on a train? They were okay. fighting in a train, and then they yeah, fought so, in the lobby of a oh, hotel. Yeah. Dark yeah, Phoenix, yeah, um, yeah. Dark Phoenix. He was I, great at that. There's a lot of like behind the scenes stuff that that prevented that movie from being great, and that was mainly just uh, because of the Fox merger. Uh, right. Fox wasn't allowed to use the scrolls, so they took out like. <sighs> 45 minutes of character development and that's why we got the hodgepodge that we got mm -hmm. but i will still fight people on this that train scene with magneto it was nice is cinematic perfection yeah. like yeah it's so good because the apocalypse movie in my opinion in my opinion it's unwatchable it's yeah. boring it's slow and you don't even like want to watch them i could watch magneto choke dudes on trains all day long i could watch <laughs> him just throwing people around slamming doors great great stuff <laughs> <laughs> like he was he was so like michael fassbender as magneto was like perfect casting and mm. every scene that he's in i'm pretty sure someone's made a supercut of just him as magneto for like a 45 minute stretch of every scene he's done and i would yeah. just watch that on repeat he was so good yeah he was fantastic you know yeah i, I thought apocalypse was okay you know i thought you know it was okay as unwatchable just okay i think I Michael's watched it on an airplane, <laughs> and I'm going to let you know, I was devastated with how long the airplane felt because of that movie. I maybe need to watch it. I maybe need to watch it again. I I felt like it. they kept – was this the one that they kept saying was the 90s one? No. No, it was no. the 80s one. That was the one where okay. they introduced like – they kept saying this yeah, was the he, 80s one, and it felt nothing like the 80s. There is nothing 80s about it at all. Uh, I also wish they would have done um, – I really like Angel. Uh, Angel from X-Men yes. has always been one of my yeah. favorite, and I feel like mm -hmm. he was real weak sauce in the movie. Every time, he shows up in the, every time he shows up in the cinematic world, they just don't get it right. Mm -hmm. Maybe he needs his own movie just to shine because he's so cool, but I don't know. That, that, might be, that might be part of my biasy as well. 
No, one hundred percent with you on that one. Angel's been uh, downplayed in every movie, even the old one. You know. Yeah. In X Men Three, we don't talk about X Men Three. Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember when you and I watched that in theaters, Michael, and we we're like, "That's that's what that was." Okay. <laughs> like, well, we had lived through phantom menace where we were like this is a good movie and then people like it's a bad movie you're like oh it's a bad movie when we were watching x-men 3 we were both very cognizant of like oh there's problems there's a lot of oh here's psylocke this mutant i've been waiting for since marvel vs. capcom 2 this amazing mutant i've played in all my favorite capcom games and she's just garbage (laughs) she she didn't do anything. I mean, she. What was her power in that movie? Like she blended into a wall, and I'm like, that's not. Uh, I don't know. They changed. They all had weird B powers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it was it was one of those frustrating things where they had some good casting, but it was just misused across yeah. the board. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what? How do you get inspired to draw? Not the act of drawing, but mm. is it you? Mewtwo Bison is you putting a fun spin on something and going, oh, look at this thing, right? And you as the artist always get to do those things. What pieces of art inspire you? Are there other artists? Is there, do you see a piece of work and you're like, oh, I just have Hawkeye in my brain. I've been watching Hawkeye all week. So now I'm thinking about (laughs) Hawkeye movement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, For me, it's very easy. Uh, I don't don't like to, uh, to, to do what most, you know, artists do nowadays, you know, and jump on the mainstream. Uh, a lot of time, like I just draw the things that I used to like as a kid, even though it's, it's not relevant anymore. And I just draw, I just draw. You know, that's why, you know, that's why right now I'm so behind on project. You know, I, I want to finish this card deck project that I have, and I'm not doing anything else because I'm so, you know, I just want to finish that. You know, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I'm into right now. Uh, I just want to finish something first and then go into the next one. You know, so, so that's usually how I come up with ideas. Uh, I'm I'm inspired by a lot of artists actually. You know, but. Uh, not necessarily by like their uh, style anymore. I used to be inspired by their style, but now it's more like uh, ideas that they come up with. You know, like like the collage, for example. You know, it's just an idea that I don't see a lot of uh, artists do. You know, so I do collages. You know, things like that or crossovers. You know, so things like that. Simple ideas. Uh, I feel like when we were when. Taylor and I were young and had our parents paying for our nerd habits. There was so much great comic book art. There was there was trading cards and comic books. And not only, you know, the new Saturday morning cartoons. I remember when Spider-Man first came on Fox Kids and they only would play the big robot. They played the big robot arc for like a month. And you're like, when are you going to show more episodes? Um, there was so much great art and so much great crossover stuff. Um, I remember the, the image I always remember is the Batman Wolverine crossover picture where it's some amalgamation of Wolverine saw his parents get murdered in Gotham city. And now oh, he uses his yes, anime. Yeah. It's such a great picture that sticks in my mind. It's sad that we don't see more of those things anymore. Yes. Uh, uh, I actually I found it. Um, Michael, it was uh, his name. The character was named dark claw. <laughs> Yeah, do you have and the Google the playing card? Whatever I got the it, training. I got it. Give okay, give two seconds. I'm going to throw it on the screen. Uh, he was Logan Wayne. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it was essentially Wolverine and Batman mixed together. Um, where, <laughs> Logan Wayne. It was, I, like I, I remember this. Uh, that was such a weird, weird time for comic books, but it was a great time. Throw it uh, out. Throw, throw, throw everything right. out. And throw out the kitchen sink. Give him everything. Dark yeah! Oh wow, that's pretty cool. Look at that guy. Yeah, that is pretty cool. That guy's remember... got issues. Oh wait, it's this way. Okay, my camera's all messed up. I'll do it right next. Look at that guy's got issues. That guy has seen some shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let me see. The let me amalgamation. Uh, um. Well, no, it was a amalgam amalgam universe. It was kind of weird. Um. But they had some super awesome characters. Um. Let me just throw this image up real fast because they yeah. had some, um, they had some weird ones. Like there was a Captain America and Superman were mixed together. Um, oh, Spider Man nice. and Superboy were mixed together. Um, and they called them like Spider Boy or something. Let me throw which it up on the they, which they they're oh, wasting. Nice. <clears throat> they're wasting Spider Man yeah. on that Spider Boy crossover as Wonder Woman. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, Ooh, is that the Flash um, Cyclops? I think I don't. I remember. I don't remember honestly because I remember this picture coming out and it was like, it was like it was actually crossing over into the comics. So that might actually just be Cyclops. 
Okay. Because uh, there's okay. actual okay, roads cool. in the background. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the the 90s was a wild time for comics. I remember that. I'm fond. Like, I still have some of these old cards. Um, I just recently found my cards, Taylor, and uh, <laughs> uh, I would love to do an episode of just looking at Michael's old stuff, and I'll hold him in front of yeah, the camera. That would be pretty funny if we just great, like pull great. out a box of trading cards and like look at the uh, Marvel oh, Marvel cards. Awesome. I, had when I, was eight. I got yeah. some cards to show you. The good oldies, <sighs> the best. Yeah. But uh, did you ever collect uh, nerdy stuff like that, Victor? I mean, did you ever? Yeah, like... I used to collect uh, the. Uh, when I was in France, uh, I used to collect the uh, the Dragon Ball Z card. Uh, that was the one that uh, I used to collect the most, and then uh, I lost them all. I don't know what happened. Oh. <laughs> Which Dragon Ball Z card? The the yeah. trading card game one? That one where mm -hmm. you would there was like mana and you would power right. them up, or was this a different one? No, it was a different one. So those those were just basically just like full art with like maybe just a, a few description, but no like power level or anything on it, you know. And uh, I just thought those were pretty cool, you know. Most of them were just like a, a screenshot of a, you know, of a, of a scene yeah. or like an actual poster that they put together, you know. And uh, actually, I don't even know if they were official back then. I was just a kid and I just <laughs> yeah. like to collect them, you know. It's one of those things, you know, I just collect them. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. yeah. <laughs> Where did you buy them in France? Did you get them at, was there like a convenience yeah. store? Was there like a, a, was there a comic book shop in France? Yeah, they were actually, it's funny. They used to sell them at this, uh, uh, pastry right down the the, the street uh, by my house and so i'll go there and get a, a, a some uh, bread and some you know uh pastry some sweets and i buy some packs here you know it'd be funny you know <laughs> did yeah. you have so i was very lucky in that i had a built-in nerd neighbor so when i got yeah. into something it's like gil bro you're buying Yu-Gi-Oh cards it's like okay i'm buying Yu-Gi-Oh cards <laughs> uh did you have a group to collect and trade these cards with no no um Oh, the Dragon Ball Z, yes. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, no, no. Oh, okay. I, uh, I didn't, I didn't collect much Yu-Gi-Oh uh, as far as I remember. But Dragon Ball Z, yes. I used to uh, trade a lot of them, you know. Yeah, me and Michael peer pressured each other into nerd things for a lot as a kids. Like, <laughs> like that's all it was. Like, oh, this new show called Pokemon's out. Do you want to watch it? Okay. Uh, I bought the red one. Do you want to get the blue one? Okay. Like, we peer pressured so much back then. Also, yeah, I used to have a friend that where we used to do that too. You know. Uh, it was uh, the best time back then, Pokemon. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. and I'll take it one step further. We also had a B set of friends that we weren't mm. friends with, but we would have to go see them so Taylor could do his daily in Pokemon Gold and Silver. His Game Boy would kiss the other Game Boy and he would get some rare item. And then we would do oh. that with Pokemon cards. <laughs> see, there's a hierarchy of friends in the neighborhood. Yeah. There were B friends who you just you know go use their stuff. We'd go play Mortal Kombat <laughs> 2 at their house. You yeah. just show up to get that in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you just have oh. to get it. I remember That's this funny. one. What was it? It was um the guy who lived behind Austin who had that super like super oh, rich kid. You can't, you can't, we can't say names, Taylor. We can't say. <laughs> no, Austin, Austin was one of our friends, but we I get that's name. too many names, and that kid was Steven. Steven oh, lived yeah. behind Austin's house. Of course I did, but we're not saying names, Taylor. We're not. You're the one saying people. <laughs> You're the one saying they're like we're not saying his name, but his name is this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember. I remember. And he was he was a nice kid. But we yeah. were all like, it was a weird time. We like we grew up into like when anime first became mainstream. Like like we said in our last show with Gundam mm -hmm. first hitting the air, like Tenchi Muyo, Yu Yu Hakusho, mm -hmm. Outlaw Star, Cowboy oh, all yeah. that stuff was dropping on Good on one. everyone all at once. Victor, um, you talked about living in France. How long did you live in France? Uh, I was born there, and I lived there until I was fifteen, and then I moved with my family altogether. Uh, did. Did anime come to France? Were there French actors dubbing yeah. over stuff into French, or did you have to read things subtitled? Yeah, you know, it was crazy. It came in France, uh, I want to say like 87, uh, and I was born in 88, so I remember when, uh, like when I was like maybe four or five, I used to go to my grandma uh, uh, every weekend, and uh, I would watch it with my uncle, you know. Uh, my uncles are the one who got me into it, and uh, they have French dub, you know, and, uh, and you know, I'm pretty sure it was like that for you guys too. Like back then, it was like it was kind of like bad to watch anime, you know, it was like too violent too, you know, that's how it was over there too, you know. And uh, I remember that uh, the only way I would watch it is would be with my uncles, you know, because it was kind of like every, all the parents was like, nah, don't watch it, you know, too violent, you know. But uh, yeah, they had, um, uh, I'm actually uh, uh, big, like I used to, I used to uh, be confused when people mentioned, like, you know how earlier you guys talk about like uh, the uh, English dub voice for Dragon Ball Z. 
I, I, I see every episode of Dragon Ball Z, for example, in French in my head. So I don't know. I never understand when people make a reference in uh in English, like the over 1000 with Vegeta. I never knew what it meant. I never knew what it meant when I came here. I got so confused, you know. It took me a while to pick up on those. So. Uh, what are the French <laughs> Dragon Ball Z memes that we don't know about? What are the things that you and the other French fans always giggle about? That's a good that's a good question, you know. Um uh yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I didn't think about it cuz you know, um it's in, when I was 15, in 2003, I don't think meme was big yet. So, you know, like as far as like, you know, I, I can't think of any sort of thing that, you know, we as French kids, you know, will remember. You know? <laughs> it was kind of funny, you know. You didn't yeah. go around yeah, to the I, other I don't French think kids there saying was... over 9,000. Yeah. yeah, memes didn't really happen until we were all in our like tw late 20s. But I remember right. like Michael and I, um, one of the big things that happened when we were in high school was like the era of like Napster and things like that. We're like, the sharing of content and then we got really into like, oh the Dragon sharing of content no no the blatant stealing of people's yeah. intellectual properties people yeah, yeah. weren't making money because the internet had opened up and we could steal everything yeah no 100 but i remember uh you would download a ton of music videos with dragon ball z footage on them um like that was like the niche for like yeah. us for like like three four months we just had like Every pre, Lincoln Park with Dragon Ball Z scenes. Pre-YouTube, <laughs> pre you would download fan-made music videos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's how I got into, like, J-pop and stuff like nice. that. That's how I oh, found I out that. about, oh, yeah, go, go in your room, got to power up, got to get over 9,000. Oh, yeah. Anime music videos. Yeah. Um, Again, before you could look up these things or just see, you know, it's amazing that when you're going to when you and Taylor are going to show your kids anime you're just going to go oh dad bought the app here's just 30 years worth of content for you yeah, yeah. you know those music videos you it was almost like you got to tell stories in your head you mm. know there was lots of weird rumors we had a whole dragon ball z rumor mill amongst us that krillin was actually a was actually a saiyan but his hair wasn't there anymore and when he goes super saiyan his balls will like you know what i mean you didn't know anything um so those music videos got also it was the first time you'd see clips from movies you'd be yeah. like when do they fight that monster and they're like they've Who's already that done that in, yeah, yeah they did that in japan 20 yeah. years ago you, you find out it was a movie that didn't come out you know something yeah. Like yeah i remember one that we were watching and we were like what is this from and it was it was clips from one of the video games that had the animated cutscenes mixed oh, in yes. with like the super android 13 and mm -hmm. we we're like what is this we need to see this and like <laughs> Years later, we're like, yeah. oh, so the game sucks, but the movie and was the okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how, like, our generation just found out about that, you know, and uh, now it's, like, so normal for the kids, so they won't understand what we, we went through, you know? Oh, and they the don't fact understand that kids, the struggle. Yeah. <laughs> the kids don't understand yeah. the struggle of having right. to go around and find, like, oh, Again, the B tier kids of the neighborhood. Oh, they've right. got one Dragon Ball tape. Okay, so then we got to go watch yeah, that tape and stuff. Exactly, like that. it's all there. <laughs> oh, the, the fact that anime is now playing, the fact that uh, My Hero Academia plays in Japan and twenty four hours it's here. The fact that those contracts and stuff have been worked out, it's amazing. It's the it's best crazy. time to yeah. be into it. I it's get crazy. to be in the conversation. It's no longer like, oh, well, we're, we've now moved on. Now, of course, yeah. you'll have the the manga people who already know everything anyway. But yeah. like, yeah, it's a it's a wonderful golden time right now. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, amazing. like we were talking a little bit before the show. Like, so what are you, what are you watching right now, Victor? I mean, yeah, what's oh. on your watch list right what's now? What's your Oh man, I uh I just finished uh the Demon Slayer uh like everybody you know yeah yeah and, uh, yeah my hero movie the third one which was so so uh i haven't seen it i totally okay. hear you i felt like the first movie was also so so but i felt movie two was really good yeah, yeah. i loved movie two like i will fight people like the the ending <laughs> fight in movie two. Oh, spoilers right. we're gonna now talk about the my hero yeah. academia movie we're not gonna like go nuts into it i'm not gonna be yeah. like and then this no okay. like when they they did that thing and they fought together mm -hmm. yeah. that was like the coolest sequence and like yeah. every once in a while my hero will have these moments of just like yeah. pure yeah. holy crap like um that that scene to me was like up in like uh when uh Deku was fighting the dragon dude and he was yeah. like having the girl heal him at like the same mm. time and you're like this scene is the Overhaul, coolest yeah. animated yeah. thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um yeah, no. They've got some 
great A stuff in that show. It yeah. Also, I think that I, I haven't seen the third movie. I bet the third movie's a little weak because the grabbing power is like, mm. great, what other tools does he have in his Swiss Army knife? Uh, yeah. I feel like we're I'm ready for the next ability. <laughs> I won't say anything. I'll let you watch it first. But uh, uh, He does actually oh, well, show a couple, yeah. right? Uh, of, of what, his new power? Yeah, like it yeah. was meant to be watched right after the current Correct. season. So like he yeah. does get one more power. And yep. I was watching the movie and I'm like, I think I should have had my son catch up on the show before we watch this. Cause he was yeah. like, wait, when did he get that? I'm like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now just catch up on that and then watch it. You know, now, uh, I mean, some people like it. A lot of the people online uh, actually enjoyed it, but me personally, I thought it was so, 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 you mm. know, uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll talk again when, when, uh, after you watch it, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We'll I feel yeah, yeah, yeah. go deeper in my hair academia. We'll judge it violently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the best X-Men show on television right now. My my, academia. It 100% is the best X-Men show. Yeah, it is. And I know that they, you know, they're talking about bringing back the the Marvel, the animated mm. show, the 90s X-Men, X-Men 97. Gonna, right? That's yeah. going to come back and oh, that will nice. probably be something else. Disney, that's where the bar is at for high school superhero kids. If it's yeah. not as cool as that, I'm sorry. You're going to take a second or third place on that one. <laughs> it's true. It's very high right now. Batman is their teacher. Their teacher mm. is Batman. And then he just <laughs> teaches all of these Omega-level mutants how to use their powers. It's so wonderful. Yeah. I remember that's, that's how you pitched me the show. You're like, basically, imagine the X-Men in a normal high school where the mutants are the majority and their teacher is pretty much like Batman and their principal is pretty much like a mouse. And I'm like, what are you telling me? And you're like, you're describing it. I'm like, what? And you're like, just shut up and watch it. And I'm like, when you hear it like that, it's like, what? I was so confused by it. I wasn't sold on the first couple episodes. Mm. I was like, I don't want to watch I don't want to watch him go to the, I don't like like, oh, he did it. Now we spent an episode of the hospital. I wasn't ready for that. And then the show just picks up steam yeah. so quickly and they move through and the way that they break down individual, like, it's so silly. It mm. is the, you know, the anime of how do you solve a conflict, but it's always so wonderful. And I, I, I appreciate all of that. Yeah. I, I, I what It's the most anime thing about this show to me is like, you have with like the X-Men, for instance, where everyone has like these Omega level powers and you're like, okay, these powers are useful. But then in like My Hero Academia, you got the dude who throws grapes. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like it has so many, like, it's like the most anime thing that you yeah. can get. I'm like, okay, so there's a little pervert midget who throws grapes. Yeah. <laughs> there's a dude with a giant freaking tail, a, mm. like a guy with spider arms and like his right, really like high head. He's got like on eyes on his yeah. arms. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. But it like works. Yeah, and that's why I love it. <laughs> it's so I talk about it with my friend all the time because I watch it with him, and uh, we're always like, "Man, you gotta give it to them!" Like you know, with the ideas how they come up with all these uh, hero power or bad guy powers. Like it, it's stuff that we don't think about, but it's so clever at the same time, and it works, you know. And uh, yeah, I, I just think it's fun. It's like the most animating, you know, for them to do, like you said. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's so yeah. weird, but I love it. And yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see where they keep going with it because I'm not going to read the manga because I don't want right. to spoil myself. Right. But I also kind of want to spoil myself. Well, the show <laughs> is, but the show is also very well done. It, yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's like, oh, the show's not good. Go read the manga or like there's the other issues. No, the show is really good. It's a really right. good representation of everything. Like to me, I, it reminds me um, when you say something like that, it reminds me of, like Full Metal Alchemist, right? Mm. Where Full Metal Alchemist, uh, they got up to like the halfway point and they already have like caught up to where the manga was being written. And they're like, can we just do our own thing? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, yeah, let's do our own thing. And then they were like alternate timelines. Oh, Hitler. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like that show was insane. And then when they like finished the manga, they're like, let's remake the let's show, but it. follow the manga. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then it's like the bad guys eating God. And you're like, what is yeah. happening? Like that show is, in, that show is uh, like, yeah, I, I think for metal Alchemist. uh, I think they're the only one that did that that worked, right? Yeah, because yeah, then, uh, like, when they try to, like, yeah, I can't think of any other show that tried to do that work. Uh, Avon Galleon. Avon Galleon has redone oh, its timeline. Yeah. No, listen, when I say it to you, you, you automatically mm-hmm. go, yes, you're right, but it's different. Because yeah. every time he does a little bit different, but Avon Galleon has very frequently gone, no, no, this is what it is now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to believe that Avon Galleon is a series of 
uh, new timelines being birthed over the ending of the last one until he finally gets it right. So like we have the main show and then the death and rebirth, which was like timeline do over number two. And then the new rebuild saga, which is like timeline three, which is like the actual, like I figured it out now. Let's do it correctly. And I I love Evangelion. Um, It's super messed up though, but I love it. I mean, we're still waiting for the uh, 4.4, right? No, it came out. Uh, oh, oh, I missed Peter, that. I didn't see yeah. the news. Please forgive Victor. He has babies that scream at him. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah, no. doing his I'm best. So yes, <laughs> it came out. It came out. It's on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Amazon bought the localization rights. It's an Amazon Prime exclusive until it eventually releases on physical media. Um, Wait, I have Prime. I didn't see it. That's weird. Yeah, no, just type in. Uh, no, well, it's, uh, you're it's... obviously watching too much Bob the Builder. <laughs> the algorithm's all messed yeah, up. Yeah, too much Coco no, Melon right now. That's all they did. Um, <laughs> Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 because they're mm. the ridiculous naming system. But that's the final that's one. Right. It actually gives the definite ending for the the franchise. Um, oh. And it has it's, it's good. weird. It's so good. So it's good. You can't you can't judge it in its. You can't judge one ava it's you have to judge it in its entirety and it's a wonderful telling and visualization of the world the cg Mm. is finally up to snuff it's so great but it really made me appreciate the last one too because uh ava Mm. part three was very divisive for fans yeah because it was such a departure from the rest of the stuff like it was like oh by the way it's been years Mm. because soon like was dissolved and instead of like the tv show where he like dissolved for like a day and then came back it was like he dissolved for like five years. Yeah, yeah. And like then it and then number four comes out and it's kind of like Brave New World, Shinji. Look what's mm. happening. And there was some there were some moments in the show where I'm watching it and it has these breathing moments where you kind of just like feel the calm. And it was some of the stuff that I appreciated the most. Like they were like crazy battle, crazy battle, calm, breathing room, crazy battle, breathing room, and then like yeah. absolutely insane ending. End of the world's happening. Catharsis is happening. There you go. And I'm like, yeah. this was so good. Uh, okay. Yeah, watch it. I'm um, excited now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I was actually when my son was born last year. It released midway through the maternity leave, and I'm oh. like, and I'm sitting there holding my baby, like watching Evangelion. Trying to focus on both. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it was like, I. I, I don't know. I didn't realize I wanted that ending to be that way. And oh, like, I remember going to Vero and like gushing about like the finale, just being like, mm. this was the finale I wanted when I was like 10 years old, when the show first came, wow. when I first saw this thing. Like it was so good. Yeah. So good. Oh man. It's been half a year. So man, I can't believe I missed that half a year. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure you can tell me what you've been doing for half a year. So it's not like it's, you true. haven't been yeah. not paying attention to things. It'd be also, like, if I was like, by the way, Zack Snyder's Justice League came out last year. Did you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. It's actually true. You know, my friend did that. She was like, hey, what's this thing about this new uh, Justice League about Zack Snyder making you? I was like, you didn't know you didn't hear? You know, I had to explain to them, you know, but but you're right. You're did you totally also right. like, like casually drop? You're like, did you did, you never heard about this movie? Did you know that I was also there when they filmed some of it? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, it's actually funny. I can tell you the, fun- the story is actually very funny because my friend, she came to me and she was like, uh, it started. It started like this. For she, she was telling me about Captain Marvel movie, and she was like, "Hey, I just saw this Captain Marvel movie. It was pretty bad. Zack Snyder is doing something bad." I'm like, first of all, you know, <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? I thought he was all the DC Marvel. I was like, no, because you know, my friend, they, they're not very, you know, big. You know, they're not yeah. very, obviously. So I had to tell them everything, and then they're like, wait, yeah, that's a new Zack Snyder movie I heard about too. They, they're redoing it, you know. So then I had to tell them everything. And I was like, you know, you know, I went there last October, right? And they're like, what? <laughs> so I had to tell them the whole story. It was, uh, it was, was pretty it funny. But, yeah. Disappointing <laughs> to find out that your friends don't follow you on Twitter. Because that's <laughs> what it's basically like, it's like all... your friends told you that yeah. they don't pay attention to anything that you're doing. You had a, a, a bunch of wins <laughs> in a row. Why didn't they not know about yeah, this? You know, it's like I post everything on my Facebook, on my personal one, and they, they all click like and love, but it's like they don't pay attention. So it's like, yeah. They're gonna be. They're going to be shocked, shocked yeah. when you show up with a baby. They're like, "What is this? You made this?" Yeah, pretty much. That's what happened. <laughs> that was like, funny, but yeah, I, you should have just been like, "By the way, there's a video of me giving Zach <laughs> yeah. a painting that Zach posted on Vero." Yeah. Like that to me. Like I remember seeing that when you did that on uh, mm-hmm. Mac, 
last uh, October, and I'm like, that was so cool. Yeah. And and he was speechless. I was watching that video, and he just didn't know how to react to you because. Yeah. Um, I, I like to tell people that uh, that the interactions that I've had with Zach personally, mm. he is like the nicest, most genuine human being on the planet, who has like almost no right being a part of the vicious world of Hollywood. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. he's too good of a person for Hollywood, and that's why yeah. Hollywood steps all over him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember uh, when we sat down with Debbie one time because um, we had one of we right. talked to him one time and she was telling us that he's the kind of person that um, she told us a story about how he like the gardener kind of messed up on the lawn mm-hmm. and he was like oh no he's like he, he like gave the gardener like his tip and everything sent him on his way mm-hmm. and then like said oh you did a great job everything's good and then like after the gardener left he went and like cleaned it up himself like he's the kind of person that will like like be nice to you do like praise you for what you did right and then if he has to fix it he'll just do it himself he won't bring a fuss about it he won't make any drama he just does it because he's just a good genuine human being yeah he is you know and And just meeting him you know it's like you feel that energy too you know yeah yeah it's like amazing it's like everyone who hates him has never met him but the moment you meet him you're like i cannot be in love with this guy he is such a nice genuine like he's the he's He's Zack Snyder. Like that's yeah. how it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to describe unless you've met that's him. And guy. Yeah, he's so good. <laughs> yep, yep. You said it all right there. You said it he's all. Such right. a nice. And today being his birthday, uh, yeah. ironically, like two years later after you, uh, you won the contest, and yeah. uh, here we are on on social media, are. just blown up and saying how much uh, we enjoy him as a human being and how much he yeah. deserves everything. Zach, if you're watching, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> happy yeah. birthday mr cider day. i live in los angeles let's do lunch wherever you are i'll just we'll make it a casual thing we'll just do we'll do lunch yeah you know i wish i had lunch and a casual thing you know with him like just outside of the the studio you know it, yeah it would I mean, be nice to just have a little you know relaxing time you know because you went down there like right in the beginning of covid like right when they're like yeah man Here's, the like, world is ending so wear a mask yeah <laughs> Which is a whole, which is a whole big other. That's a whole other ordeal yeah. in itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been watching a lot of David Lynch stuff. I just watched <laughs> Twin Peaks: The Return again, and one of the things his actors talk about is that the, he paints pictures with them. So mm-hmm. it's not always about delivering lines. It might be a feeling. I feel like Zack Snyder is kind of the same way. He there are very clear images in his mind that he is trying to show you there is action and uh i shouldn't say action much like animate there's energy there's movement mm. you know I'm, I'm thinking of the scene uh in the snyder cut when the uh the flash saves that girl right and we see all that stuff happening it's almost like like a like a like a 3D Alex Ross picture, right? Like yeah. you're moving, you're like, oh, look at it moving like that. Right. I uh, that's a very I, I I like that about him. I feel like a movie isn't a long enough form, and I think what makes this his version of this Justice League, it's the craziest piece of long form, high quality superhero content we've ever had. Because it's not a movie, but it's not a miniseries. Like, that's yeah. not a TV show. That's a, a solid one yeah. narrative. So yeah. I hope that other people want to make these $300 million superhero epic movies because they're fabulous. But, I mean, they're going to be few and far between. No, and I like what you brought up, Michael, because one thing that a lot of people, um, a lot of Zack Snyder fans know about him <laughs> Is that he will literally? Let me see if I can drop the brightness on this. He will literally draw all of his storyboards. We, yeah, we we have to get these slides in the computer, Taylor. There's a better yeah. way to do these yeah. things than you showing your cell phone. <laughs> well, to the screen. We're letting the conversation go organically. I'm not. Yeah. I, I, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate. It. Show me the picture. Show me his um, pictures again. He. This is the uh, the scene where one woman visits Batman while he's working on the ship, yeah. and he draw he drew every single frame. Like here is the, yep. the Wayne Tech warehouse. Then it goes into. The confident, like, don't enter. Then it goes to mm-hmm. Batman working on the light. Like, he drew everything he shot. And yeah. then he shows that to the actors. Like, this is the angle I'm coming for. Let me doodle it real fast. Mm-hmm. And that's how he, he even said it multiple times on social media. I shoot what I draw and I draw what I shoot. Mm-hmm. And he's very much like he has his eye and he draws it all and has it visually the way he yeah. wants it. And he doesn't rely on other people doing uh, 
pictures of storyboards and stuff like that. He does it himself, and then he then commissions like the actual like the previous work and the the other stuff. Like because yeah, he has such an eye for for detail mm-hmm. that you have people who generated an entire <clears throat> podcast off of let's break down every single second of Batman versus Superman and show how much freaking mythology and symbolism he packed in this movie because there's a lot of it. Right. And it reminded me um, back when we were in high school, um, when we watched in our senior class, uh, when the teacher showed us Cool Hand Luke for the first time and how that movie was just riddled with symbolism. And Zach is that kind of person. He's like yeah. the only filmmaker today who will pack his movie with more symbolism, more subtext than actual yeah. text, which is just insane. Yeah. I wonder if he feels pigeonholed because the movies that are being made in Hollywood are superhero movies. So if you can put all that symbolism into a superhero movie, then you can get that movie made. I wonder if he has a horror movie or, you know, you know, Guillermo del Toro just happens to be doing amazing films that just happen to kind of be fantasies. Does he happen to have a fantasy movie inside of him? Because I would love to see his his images in another world that doesn't have to have the son of God from another planet named Kal-El and he shows nope. up and he's like a Jesus allegory and he's very powerful. Sometimes I love that you don't know enough about this stuff because I get to like sh- tell you about it on air. Yeah, tell um, me. Tell me. What so, did he tell you um, when you talk to him? Uh, so, I mean, obviously you saw um, you saw uh, Army of the Dead and you told me that you were kind of on the fence about it, like his horror movie zombie action thing. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was because I also enjoyed his uh, like early 2000s Dawn of the Dead, like that's what kind of gave us like the rebirth of zombies in Hollywood. Um, but his next movie that he's making like right now, yeah, right it's now, called yeah. Rebel, Moon. Rebel Moon. And this movie is, uh, it actually was a recycled pitch that he had made to Lucasfilm for a Star yeah. Wars project. Star Wars, yeah. And he wanted to do basically a Star Wars project, but kind of like separate like its own pocket story, kind of like um, any one of those episodes of the Star Wars visions, essentially yeah. like it's the long one. He had a pitch. They didn't really care for it because it was just, it was dark and it was all that stuff. So he went back to the drawing board, basically retooled almost every aspect of it and made it its own entity. And now Netflix is giving him a, just a ton of money to make Rebel Moons part one and two, because it got so big mm-hmm. that it's a two-parter now. Yeah, And we're going to get this like sci-fi epic, like Blade Runner meets Star Wars meets like... Uh, John Carter of Mars kind of a thing like all on Netflix just because Zach wanted to make this project and Netflix was pretty much like I saw Justice League and um, good for you sir because that was amazing yeah. so shut up and take my money right <laughs> yes right right yeah. Yeah. and they're also that's pretty much what happened right and they're also approving him a six hour for you know five between four and six hours however long this thing ends up being yeah well, I mean, it's probably going to be like in the four and a half range because I mean, he's doing two parts yeah. and each part's supposed to be like two hours plus. Yeah. So it's going to be a long little entity. But right. he's got like, he brought a bunch of great cast members in it. Um, oh, yeah. Great cast. I love the casting so yeah. far because he's he hasn't even announced everyone. Like there's people I've heard that are in it that I'm just like really excited about it. But um, let me pull it up real fast because yeah. again, I'm not prepared. Yeah, you got Sofia Butella, you know, who is well, the main character, right? We're throwing uh, a lot at you, Taylor. That's what we had the biz call. That's a lot of nuts. <laughs> I know what you. <laughs> That's what we call the biz, Taylor. That's a lot of nuts. <laughs> we had that prepared. We had to get that in there somewhere. All right, you had to get that in there. That was the thing. The, like before the show, you're like, that? download this. I'm going to find a way to put it in the show. I did say that. I didn't say it with that severity. Who do we get in no. Rebel Moon? So the main character is actually Sophia Botella. Um, so, yeah. she's going to be the main main character. He also got like um, and I'm so bad at this guy's name, um, Mario Batali. No, um, I'm so ba- I can't even I don't even want to pronounce uh, <laughs> John Hanso. Did the the guy who's been in like every movie in like the last yeah. ten years? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just saw him. I just I, saw I, him I can't in say the Kings, I just saw him in the Kingsman movie, The I, King's Man. I surprisingly loved that movie. That movie was great. I like that movie as well. Uh, as I was watching that movie, I said, who's the director of this movie? And I looked it up. I was like, oh, you've just done six good movies in a row. Here's another one to your list. Yeah. Um, Charlie Hunnam, Jenna Malone. I remember, uh, side tangent, you had the biggest 
actor crush on Jenna Malone when we were younger. Oh, like, man. what was it? Uh, was it Donnie Darko that we watched? And you're like, she's she's perfect. And I think that was like, wasn't there? She was young in Donnie Darko. No, there was another movie that she was in as well, where she plays was rebellious. It, like, saved? She was. She was my brunette. Oh, might be saved. She was my brunette hair crush. Yeah, yeah. And I liked yeah. her more than Natalie Portman. Like, I get that Natalie Portman's yeah. like a cutie patootie and she was being forced on you, but I wanted the moody <laughs> one over here. And I would also take like a like a Christina Ricci. If she wanted to like hit me up on AIM, I'd be like, hey, Reach, what are you up to? <laughs> oh, I remember that. that. Yeah, but she's in it. Uh, Ray Fisher, uh, Cyborg yeah. is in it. Um, and a handful of other people that are just like Zack Snyder regulars that I just, I love. Where are they going to shoot? New Mexico, Canada? Where do you think they're going to go? Where do they got to build all these sets? I So Zack had actually recently explored with that um, Mandalorian tech with the virtual sound stages. I have a feeling he may use some of that stuff because it's oh, such a great, great technology. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. But other than that, I have no idea where he's going to start filming. I know there's like yeah. announcements of where he's filming, but I haven't really read into it because I... I want to be more surprised with this movie. Like I saw the concept mm -hmm. art and I loved it. And I'm like, that's too much already. This yeah. Is beautiful. Too I'm much. the same. Actually. I feel the same as you Taylor. I, I saw the picture, but I'm trying to, I'm just trying to keep it as a surprise when it comes out, you know, but I'm, I'm going to keep sharing, you know, things as they come out, you know, but yeah, I want it yeah. to be let like, me, let me show you a couple of Michael, just cause. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a blank <laughs> slate over here. You show whatever you want to show me. I want to throw all the concepts at you. And then I wanted I mean, to ask Victor more questions I'm not allowed to ask him. Like, Victor, <laughs> where do you do you have a doodle diary? Do you have pads of paper? Where do you where do you do your idea? How do you get your ideas yeah. out? I used to have a doodle uh, book, but I don't use it anymore. Um, I just keep everything on my digital file now on my computer, which actually I should just get back into the doodle sketch because it's easier, you know, to uh, to draw something on the spot, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's a different muscle, right? It's like it a different muscle that you have to do. And once you yeah. fall out of it, it's hard to get it going again. It is. <laughs> All right. I got three of them for you, Michael. And I actually got them on the computer okay. so you wouldn't complain about me again. Yeah. Look, we're a professional show. Yeah. yeah. Great. Bad guys. Bad guys in red. That looks so Star Wars. These all look so Star Warsy. Like, take that outfit and turn that into mm -hmm. an Imperial. Yeah. This is Star Wars. Yeah. And there's all those Dune. There's all that, like, Dune elements and stuff like that as well. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I love the concept art. I'm like, I like. Shut up and take my money. Of course, of course <laughs> you are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what other, I mean, uh, what things are you looking forward to? Are you at like, are you, do you video game at all? I know that you're playing a yeah. game called life where you keep babies alive. So I understand <laughs> you're playing a real life sim right now, but what are the things that you are looking forward to? Uh, right now, I only play two games at the moment. Uh, I play Super Smash Bros. on my Switch because it's so easy on and off. I play one game, my baby cries, and sure enough, it goes somewhere else, you know. And then uh, I play uh, Final Fantasy XIV online. But uh, obviously, I have to stop that one because it's, you know, life-sucking, you know. It's an MMO. <laughs> you. Yeah, you know. It just, they just keep coming up new content, you know. As far as yeah. new things coming up, I'm really uh, looking forward to the... Uh, 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 the new Final Fantasy game. I don't know if you guys heard the Strangers of Paradise. I, uh, um, yeah, you played the betas, right? No, I haven't played the beta, but uh, uh, I've just been looking at people playing it, and I just want to. So I, I got, I did both betas, like the beta one and beta two. Beta two was vastly better than the first one. Like they listened to the mm. feedback, and it was great. Um, it like a hundred percent feels like how I imagined Devil May Cry should have always felt like. Yeah, and yeah, actually, yeah. Is it I, using the Final Fantasy VII R engine? Does it feel like that? No, no. So it's um, it's actually made by Team Ninja. I think actually yeah, people Ninja. Who did like mm -hmm. those uh, games. Dead or Alive, or Tekken. Uh, yeah, and it it's kind of like it's not a re it's not like a remake of Final Fantasy One, but it's kind of like a reimagining of Final Fantasy One. Right. And Final Fantasy Origin, Stranger of Paradise, and it's like all about uh, Garland, like the bad guy. Yeah. And there's like the crystals and four warriors of light, and it's just it's so does it, weird does it yeah. play like the bouncer a little bit yeah yeah does it play like the bouncer where you play as three it guys a, that it, are... it is a, a mix of the bouncer a devil may cry minus the uh the constant shooting with the gun right sure uh but it is kind of like that yeah yeah it's, it's pretty fun and i also like uh, the fact um, that uh they, they have like 27 job right off the bat you know yeah uh, yeah you know, the it's job crazy. system 
the job yeah. system, you start off and you have like the three main jobs for your characters. And then if you level mm -hmm. up a certain way, it branches to a new job. And it's, yeah. it's like traditional Final Fantasy, which is like mm -hmm. an obscene amount of customization. Yeah. And yep. Um, I loved the betas. I thought they were mm -hmm. great. And everyone was like dumping on them on the internet. I'm like, you guys are just, you just don't like nice things because I'm enjoying yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like you sometimes I feel like it's just they just complain for little things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%. yeah. They, they complain for the sake of complaining. Yeah. Um, one if thing you, if that... you play it and have gripes with it, I want to listen to you. If you did not play it and are telling me what other people told you their experience is, well, that doesn't do anything for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. The, I, the, I, exactly. I, I hate the uh the nerd echo chamber. Of mm -hmm. things where people are like, oh, did you hear that game? It, it, you couldn't even play it out the box. Oh, it's like, oh, it affected you. Oh, no, I didn't buy it. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> so you're just telling me some people yeah. had a terrible day? Okay, exactly. thanks. <laughs> thanks. What other people had a terrible day? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, uh, Victor, I have you played any of the new Pokemon games? Oh, you know, I um, I wanted to reserve that uh, Pokemon Arceus, but... Yeah. Looking at what it is, I feel like, you know, I told my wife, honey, if I'm going to play it, are you going to be mad at me? Sure. And she was like, yeah, our baby is still young. So I'm like, okay, fine, <laughs> I'm not buying it. And so that's why I didn't buy it. But I wanted to play that one so bad. Um, Taylor, <laughs> did you, did your, did your, did your Taylor sense go off when uh, Scarlet and Violet were announced? A hundred percent. The fact that they're actually like, I, we were talking about this before the other week when uh, I said that I loved Pokemon Arceus. I've sank too much time into it. Mm -hmm. um probably like 40 plus hours already into it like i, I just beat it yeah um, i like how he's a lot of time like, I, I like how he tells us like he doesn't know your yeah. your switch will tell us what the hours are Taylor. Yeah, i don't it, i don't actually know i don't know okay, i didn't look at okay. how much time i played into it i just know that i beat it and i put too much time into it sure. um, <laughs> but no it's it's great it has uh like it's kind of what like what i thought the natural progression of the pokemon franchise should go and then they announced uh scarlet and violet and i'm like they listened. Yeah. They did it. Like everything yeah. that was great about Arceus in the video, like they they were like, by the way, this is what we're doing here. Uh, this my big gripe with Arceus was that it was like big islands essentially. Mm -hmm. Like each area was kind of a self-contained area, and you had to like go back to the the main hub and then go to the mm -hmm. next area. And like there was no seamless going to the whole continent. Oh, I see. But this yeah. new game, they said it's seamless, so Victor? you can walk oh, from right. one point to the other without any load screens. <laughs> have you seen the three new pokemon i have i have uh, I, I might get the croc uh i know people really like the duck but i might get the croc yeah I, i'm only like the fire the type guy so yeah. i like the croc um everyone i everyone i'm seeing on the internet is liking like the the weed kitty and i'm like guys oh come yeah on. <laughs> like can we just ignore the little fire t-rex there because i mean he's yeah. a crocodile but he looks like a t-rex <laughs> Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna be goofy, right? He's gonna have, he's gonna be like yeah, a big yeah. silly goofball dragon. He's gonna be like a yeah. a, fi a big like a fire apple T Rex. Yeah, I think that's what it's gonna be like too, you know. But who knows, you know? And then there's yeah. Donald Duck. There's just yeah. gonna be a Pokemon <laughs> Donald Duck. Yeah, I really yeah, I, I love like my friend form. wanted the duck. More like a dude, like Howard yeah. the Duck. That's the final form. It's just a blue <laughs> Howard the Duck. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that too, man. You know, you know, it's crazy. Did, were you guys surprised on how early they said they were gonna release it? They, they said late 2022, right? Yeah, like November of this year. Yeah, like, it's so fast. I did not expect that. Uh, yeah. uh, it does feel fast. It from when I saw the trailer, it did feel like mm. a lot of polished stuff from was it X and Y? What was the last one? Oh, uh, oh the, Sword of Shield. Yeah. It, yeah. When they showed like all the different fields and stuff, and the people walking around, it's like, oh, this feels like a very you like have spent time with this engine and stuff now. Um, when you look at that Nintendo pie chart of the franchise, I can't make a put the pie chart of the things that make money. Pokemon is up there, yeah. and I feel yeah. like Pokemon are like Star Wars movies. There's always one that's being worked on, like. Mm -hmm. When Obi Wan Kenobi comes out, and we find out the next series drops next month, like, oh, that's so soon. No, I think, I think Pokemon. I mean, I don't know what their development time is, but it feels like it's these main title games. They just churn them out now, and now that now that the Switch is the Game Boy, there's the Switch and a Game Boy, and it's all just Nintendo now. You know, those two teams, it's like, oh, we don't have to work on that. It's like, no, just work on this. So I, maybe it's fast. I don't know. 
<laughs> my understanding they've been working on it since they finished uh, sword and shield and uh, that's why uh the the uh the diamond and pearl remakes were done by a third party and yeah, like arceus was yeah. done by a separate team so mm. like one dedicated team has just been working on it for like five years yeah and like nobody knew about it because they're just game yeah. freak is so secretive yeah <laughs> so Makes i would sense. i would love to know from people that play pokemon games i play pokemon games as well but as we play pokemon games they always talk about that the games aren't as good as they used to be they're not they're not as good the story isn't as good what story do you want to have in a Pokemon game? Like, what would be an angle or a, or a new way to do it that you would feel would be interesting? For me, I would like different dungeons. I would like I would like the game to have you know you so you go to the Rocket Hideout and you fight all the people. Maybe have some longer challenges, some stuff that challenges me as a player in the main story, and then maybe just have a story that centers around a smaller group of characters. I feel like every game now has like seven kids and I always forget about three of the kids. And then a gym leader is a friend. So mm. I don't know, maybe more centralized. What would you like to see out of a good Pokemon story? Like to me, I think the way you're kind of putting it, um, a lot of people are like, oh, the, they weren't as good as the last ones. But I remember explicitly like the original Pokemon games, like the first like three or four games, the stories were very thin because mm. they were meant for like for kids. Yeah simple like they were fun but our nostalgia kind of overpowers the actual quality of the story yeah like pokemon red and blue like red green and like blue and like their story was essentially like you're just gonna go get the gyms beat the elite four and oh yeah, yeah rocket's yeah. a pain in the butt uh, yeah. deal with them for a little bit but also yeah. that wraps up because one of them's a gym leader so just yeah. you'll, you'll get to it it was a very thin story yeah um i loved silver and gold and silver mm. and gold was like just them expanding on the first one. Right. And then they actually started developing narratives. Like I remember mm. the first game that actually had a narrative was like Ruby and Sapphire. Mm. And then they actually started giving us narratives. Like X and Y had a great narrative, but like you yeah. said, there was like seven kids and you forget right. half of them by halfway yeah. in the game. Um, Sword and Shield actually had a very strong story mm. compared to like the franchise as a whole. But I think people tend to, put nostalgia before they put it actual like thought into their yeah. gripes of a, 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 a story here because yeah i, I can see I, what I, I will saying. say it, i say it myself like Mew and mewtwo are like the best legendaries because that's my own personal bias yeah. and yeah. the best bad guy team was team rocket not like jesse and james but like giovanni yeah. and all the the actual team rocket people but <laughs> like in hindsight team rocket was nowhere near like we're like Team Galactic, where they're like, we're going to take over the universe by restarting the universe. And I'm like, that's yeah, such yeah. a lofty goal. Like, good for you that's guys. Fun. You fucking <laughs> just wanted to take over the city. Yeah, they just wanted <laughs> Victor, what do you want to see in Pokemon games? Uh, as far as uh, story-wise, I feel like I wanted um, the, like, for example, for me, the game that had the, the best story was uh, Black and White. Uh, I felt like uh, uh, when I played that game, it felt like it was really, it was really that world endangering uh you know type story you know i feel like compared to everything else so i, uh, I wanted to see more something like that you know uh i also like the soundtrack on that one so maybe i'm just you know <laughs> you know i'm just saying you know but i kind of want to see something like more like the the black and white storyline you know uh, i think a lot of people have issue with uh, uh the nostalgia and the new game uh, as as far as you know saying they're not fun i think it's because uh because I kind of had the same feeling. Uh, because even nowadays, like Pokemon games, they kind of do like a, they they all like every game genre. They're trying to do the same thing where you know, like now a game is just you have many quests within the game. You know, back then games were just more complete within itself with a a, a, a simpler story and just like a lot of like uh, Easter eggs and little things that you have to find yourself. I think that's what takes away from uh from that because I do miss that sometimes. Because uh, I because when I was playing Pokemon Sword and Shield, I. It, at some point, I got tired of like, hey, there's a new patch. There's more quests, you know. But you don't get that missing factor that, you know, when you used to play the older game, you know. Like, like just something more complete within itself, you know. Uh, it doesn't have to just be ex a lot of extra quests, you know, uh, or side stories, you know. I think that's what people mean by the games are not as fun, you know. It's more, I, more linear, in a way. Yeah, yeah, more linear, yeah. I miss running into broken legendary pokemon and i loved in gold and silver that like 
once they're in the world, you might just yeah. run into them and you get like a really dope <laughs> Soikin on your team. Yeah, I would yeah. love that mechanic to come back. I remember they, they that, did like, that, right? In the Soul and Shield a little bit. A little when bit, they had yeah. the, uh, the, the, the birds, right? They, they brought the, uh, the birds back, but in the newer form. And you have to chase them around. Yeah, on the, did, uh, right? the one of yeah, the islands, they introduced yeah, yeah. the. Uh, once you go to the tree, you get the legendary birds, and they kind of just wander, and you have to right. just randomly find them. Right, right. Um, that was frustrating, yeah. but it was. <laughs> it, <fun>. was. <laughs> it reminded me of a uh, when you accidentally let the legendary dogs out there, and you have to track them all down. And that mm. that mechanic, I remember you and I trying to figure this out as kids. Like, if you flew to one area, he would like jump to another area. So we just kept flying to the same spot till he got close enough to us, so that we could try to like force the. The encounter right. and it never worked. <laughs> never worked. You would just find them. I would come over the next day and you're like, "Oh, I got well, it." Yeah, yeah. You're back to his like, Shut up. <laughs> you're my purple Game Boy. Uh, that's funny. Mm. <laughs> well, the mighty Pegasus Victor. Thank you for letting us take up your precious mm. time. You gave us one twenty fourth of your day, and we appreciate it so much. Uh, how can people? find you follow you support you how can we run yeah. into all of your wonderful content yeah all you have to do guys is type in my name mighty pegasus art and you you'll see all of my social media my online shop my instagram my twitter and so yeah <laughs> that's the easiest way <laughs> yeah I, I think we're like we're connected on every single one of them for like Correct. the last two yes. years but yes, no i love are. looking at your stuff i love <laughs> every time you posting something new i'm like hmm yeah i'm gonna need that yeah <laughs> and also this year there'll be a new way to connect with me because i'm going back doing conventions so i will be a little bit around the country you know? what is yeah. uh can can we drop some yeah. exclusive knowledge on our audience uh can you <laughs> yes. confirm what cons yes. you're going to be at yes so this month uh, uh march uh, 18 to 20th i will be in uh, minneapolis for anime detour and uh april 18 to 20th i will be in uh uh, Kansas City, Missouri, for Planet Comic Con, and uh, I'm still waiting for confirmation on the rest of the shows. You know, they kind of slow on it, but those are the two confirmed right now. No problem. Yeah. Two confirmed is great. Yes. You're gonna have a booth. You're gonna be selling stuff in person. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yes, I will have my booth. I have all my art. You guys can come and you know chill with me and just you know talk nerdy stuff or you know anything. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, and we talked about this before. Like, if you ever make your way to Emerald City Comic Con, we're gonna yes. hang out. I'll take you to lunch. We'll. We'll like I just applied. I just applied. They said they should, uh, uh, you know, make the selection soon. So yeah, I, will let I you was know. actually kind of bummed out um, because it's the weekend of my wife's birthday. So now I'm like in this like oh. this like dilemma. Like yeah. I can go to Comic Con for like a day, but then I have to like make it up to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any way you could convince well, three her days? The yeah. That's okay. Three days. Three days. So, yeah. Well, no. She um she went with me one time and she loved it. Like we have uh. pictures of like all the people that we met. She loved it. Um, and it wouldn't be probably a hard sell, but she also be like, "It's my birthday, though." <laughs> oh, that's true. It's true. Well, there will always be another year. That's no problem. <laughs> yeah, but I'll make I'll make it down to one of the days probably. I mean, hmm. it's a, it's what it's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. My wife's birthday is that Sunday, so I think I can probably, oh. um, maybe at least just get the Saturday in and make it like, "Hey, we're gonna go to Seattle for the weekend. We'll do Comic Con one day, and then." The rest of the weekend's yours. We you go. should bring your baby and he can play with his baby. They could be babies together. They could both watch Coco at the same time. I wish I could, but it's a, it's a what it's, I think it's going to be uh, September, I think, or October. August. August, August, yeah. yeah. Actually, I might. It's summer break. I might. I might be. Yeah. Able to August is still, yeah. Um, I mean, it's Seattle. It's just, it rains all the time. So you'll yeah. get some sunny days, but it's not yeah. like some parts of the state are like uh, 200 degrees during that time of month, but uh -huh. Seattle is still kind of like decent. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll see. You know, I'm Maya. <laughs> well, thank you yeah. again for coming. Um, on being our, our guest on our first uh, nerding out. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, we will definitely have you back once you have watched yeah. Ava. We can talk about that. I'll watch yeah. Yeah. we will do a spoiler filled <laughs> episode because I will have a lot to say about the third uh my hero movies. Mm. So I'll let you know what I feel. What what my yes. inner, what my true feelings are about it. Okay, we'll do that then. Perfect. I yeah. I, won't hold I might back. watch it after this. Actually, I might you know log off and then I will go watch it because I'm still blown away that I haven't heard of it for the past six months. So, 
it, it might be the wrong time because I know it's I know it's late for you. It might be the wrong time just in terms of your day, but it's there. It's waiting for you. It's golden. It's just you gotta click that button. Sounds good. All right. I would say maybe go on to YouTube first and watch a recap of the first three. Cause there's a lot of deep cuts for this one if you not if you didn't pay attention. Like I own the first two on Blu-ray. And I was watching the I was watching them, and then I watched the third one, and I immediately went into the fourth one. I'm like, I still feel like I'm missing something, because there was, like, <laughs> it was. Back, huh? I had to go back and like check a few things because there's a lot of mm. a lot of great moments. But uh, I might thank do you again, and uh, it's been fun. Uh, yeah, we I'll, don't we don't we don't have a fun we don't have like a catchy catchphrase to end the episodes, and that's <laughs> nerd in it. We don't have anything to say here. We just no, fade no. away. We just well, fade we away. Fade away into oblivion. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Taylor takes our no money. problem. Well, Dan, you know, thank you again, guys. I just want to thank you, you know, and uh, for everyone who's watching and listening, you know, hope you guys uh, have fun with us. So I can't wait to do this again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Soon, <laughs> sooner rather than later. Sooner, <laughs> ra- sooner rather than later. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all righty, guys. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on this ish- this episode of Nerding Out. Uh, you can support our channel on Patreon at patreon.com/slash the cultured nerd. A uh, big thank you to everyone involved. Uh, my myself, the host uh, Taylor Murphy, my co-host Michael Santel, our the two neighbor Patreon boy, supporters. the neighbor boy from across the street. That's me, Michael Santel. Yep, he's been uh, being the neighbor boy for thirty plus <laughs> years now. My family knows him well. Uh, our two well. Patreon supporters, Wesley and Oscar, our intro video created by Mr. Vega Official. And again, thank you all for joining us. You can find us on social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Cultured Nerd. At Vero as well for that at the Culture Nerd, and um, we are currently streaming here on YouTube and also on Spotify. So thank you again, and have you all a great rest of your day. Thanks for nerding out. Later. It doesn't quite work. We'll find it's, something it, better. We'll we'll try something. I'll try. I'll do.